You guys, welcome back to the Who Actually Knows podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happily Whack Wednesday. I am back after another week off. I feel like this summer I've been on and off traveling and just honestly pretty pretty busy. So I've been going like posting a podcast to not posting a podcast, having a solo episode to not having a solo episode. And today I am excited to introduce to you my special guest. Her name is Jess Zorn, and today we are going to get into the Euro Girl Summer and how she actively made changes to her life that honestly upped her life and really is taking advantage of being young, traveling, and we're going to get into it. Um, so Jess, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. So Jess and I met through mutual friends. I feel like every time I have a podcast guest on, I'm like, yeah, we met through mutual friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we met through mutual friends, but I feel like, you know, you're, cause you're from the Midwest. Yeah. But I had no idea like who you were until like getting here. And I feel like it was like mutual friends from like, I knew who your core like best friend was and then yes. it's like I met you through another mutual friend so it was like layers well we have so many mutuals because we both had so many people that we knew that went to the University of Illinois and like so many of my friends did yeah and again just lots of mutuals so yeah I'm lots so happy of mutuals. we met though I know me too <laughs> like Jess is literally the definition of like a more lifer she just like makes you excited to like be around her she's the ultimate girls girl just always down for a good time I try um, my best yeah <laughs> Thanks. I just like love hyping you up. Um, but I want to give the listeners like a better feel of who you are. So can you introduce us? Like where did you go to school? Um, where are you from? Like why are you like in LA? The whole nine yards. Fun facts. Anything you want. So I grew up right outside of Chicago in Naperville my entire life. Um, I knew I wanted to end up in California. I came out here a lot when I was little. Um, and I went to college at UC Santa Barbara, which I absolutely loved. And then after that, I lived in West Hollywood for about a year, lived in Santa Monica for about a year. And then I had a little bit of an early quarter life crisis <laughs> where I was like, I need to get out of here and make some changes in my life. Um, so I've been on and off traveling for the past six months. Um, it's been great. We'll get into that, I'm sure, in a little bit. But um, yeah, as of a few weeks ago, I just moved in with my roommate, Mo, to Santa Monica. And I'm excited to be like a few blocks from the ocean, Yeah. Um, especially working remote. It's just nice to have beach access. And yeah, I'm just happy to be back and into a routine and everything. So. I know. It does feel good. And the weather in LA is perfect right now. Yeah. Well, except for the fact that this whole week is going to be like... 60 and cloudy I know I'm going to Denver this weekend for my Mount Joy at Red Rocks it's 90 I'm literally like escaping the gloom for the weekend and going to Denver it's gonna be 90 I'm so jealous I think it's like starting to become fall here which is nice because the past few weeks in my apartment there's not been a single breeze so it's nice to be outside but when you like can't fall asleep because it's so hot in your room so I'm pretty over the heat wave and I'm ready for fall but (laughs) yeah I had to order a fan um so how how do you like like your apartment and like living in Santa Monica obviously I went to your house warming I've been over but um you lived in Santa Monica before the Santa Monica apartment right yes so I used to live in Sawtell which is like basically Santa Monica but it's farther from the ocean which was like my biggest thing when I was apartment hunting um 
but yeah, I'm just happy to be back by the beach, honestly. And not that Sawtell was that far. It's only a few miles and probably like a 15 minute drive. But I love my new apartment. And like my biggest things were just close to the beach and natural light. Um, and again, with like working remote every day, it's just nice to have those things. And it's so big. All, all my friends come over all the time. Um, and I love it. It's it's by far my favorite apartment I've lived in post-college. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you remember actually like before I even met you? I texted you about your first Santa Monica apartment when you like were going through the change and I just like randomly was like hey heard you had an apartment yes I remember that oh my gosh and we were like trying to help help each other find yes that was so funny we never met in person and Kelly Crow was like yeah I can just like put you in contact I know (laughs) and then we met at her birthday that was the first time just like randomly texting Okay, I didn't even remember that until you're bringing it up just now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we met at Kelly's. Yeah. That was so fun. And then you and Gio took me under your wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're all the best of friends. So. Yeah, literally. It's I love great. It. <laughs> I know. So you mentioned like you've been on and off traveling for the last six months. Yes. Um, And I mean, you might even like start traveling again, which is awesome. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. What like um initiated that because when I met you you're like yeah I'm traveling like I'm gonna go to Europe I'm gonna come back I'm gonna go to Europe and max out like the days of the visa and then you were like yeah I quit my job like I don't like the (laughs) nine to five like that's it's not for me so when was that like going through your head where it was I need to quit my job and take advantage of this life so I remember exactly when I started to have these thoughts. Also, the fact that that was your first impression of me—you probably thought I was a psychopath. No, I loved a it. I literally but... loved it. I was like, I was like, this girl like gets it. Like yeah. she's like drinking the good Kool Aid, and I'm on the other shelf. Well, you're drinking the best Kool Aid. Come on, come <laughs> on, Emma. Um, but so, basically, right out of college, I wanted to jump right into the corporate world, and I knew I wanted to work. Something finance related. I've always been good with like people and numbers. I majored in math and stats, so I just thought that was the right path for me. Um, never doubted it. And then I worked at a pretty big, pretty large wealth management firm. Um, how long was I there for? I can't even remember. Like nine months. And then I mm-hmm. was the only one in my office, not like all day, every day. None of my team came in. I barely had anything to do. And I was like, okay, maybe this is the right spot for me, just not the right team. So I switched teams. I moved from the Century City to the Beverly Hills office. Um, loved all of my coworkers. My boss was like by far the coolest financial advisor in the whole office. I was the only associate that had my own office that I didn't have to share with anyone, like overlooking Rodeo Drive, perfect workload. So I really, if that was the right spot for me, I had all the boxes checked. And yes, I was very grateful to have that, but I still had this itch that I couldn't scratch. And I always in the back of my head was so jealous of the people post-college that I saw would go and travel the world and be like, fuck it, I'm going to quit my job and go do this. Um, And I obviously still have a lot of stability now in my life. But um, I don't know. It was something that I had given a lot of thought and never thought I was going to act on. And then one day I woke up and I was like, if I don't make a change now, I'm going to be stuck in this corporate office for the next however many decades and regret it for the rest of my life. Um, So it was not an easy conversation to have with my boss. Um, He was like heartbroken when I was leaving, but I ultimately am so, so glad that I did that. Um, And that was back in like December, I think. And then nervous, like 
to leave like the stability of a nine to five or was it literally like your gut instinct like I have to do it I was obviously nervous because mostly because I didn't want to let like my coworkers and my manager and my advisor down um and then I don't know I was talking to like Gio and Kelly and Ella and some people and like their biggest thing is everyone's replaceable like no offense (laughs) but you're not that special and I'm like okay you're totally right like I gotta get out of my head it's just an associate job um but yeah I mean I'm still friends with a lot of my old coworkers. it was just I knew I was making the right decision and I wasn't really scared to it was more so just fear of having the conversation but I always knew that I wanted to make that big decision it was just a matter of when am I going to wake up and have the balls to do this? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember you were just like, yeah, the nine to five, like, I can't do it. It wasn't for me. Yeah. And you were like, there's more to life. There's more that I want to experience. There's more this, there's more that. And it's like so nice too, because now that you came back from your travels, you have a job that has more flexibility too, which is nice. Definitely. And one of my biggest things in finding my current job now, but at the time when I didn't really know what was going to happen, I know I wanted my next job to be more focused on like being able to work on my own things at my own time, which now I'm working on my own deals and stuff. It's super flexible um, and it's remote, which is really nice because I can do mm-hmm. it from anywhere in the world. But I also remember um, one of the things that made me make my decision is last summer I did like a super quick two-week trip right when I switched teams at my old company and I got back from that trip and obviously you like miss your trip and you're super sad right when you get back but after a few weeks had like settled in just the thought of only having 10 days of PTO every year for the entire rest of my life in the corporate world like made me sick to my stomach it was so daunting Mm -hmm. and I was like yes I love this company and my boss and my manager and everything but it's just life short and in the grand scheme of things this isn't something I want to continue for the rest of my life yeah so life is short and I think the nine like there is something to say about a nine to five that you can do and like it will support the life that you want. But when it's like like benefits like PTO and you're like, I only get like 10 days, like that's not yeah. the life that I want outside of work. That's when it like starts to become like a more questionable thing. Exactly. And I don't know. I mean, I really liked going in and going into the office and having a nine to five. Don't get me wrong. But um, I just couldn't keep going through the motions of it, yeah. I guess. Like it was kind of making me feel robotic and I I just couldn't stand going through the same motions every day and that's kind of why um back last summer I started having not doubts but more so just like a craving for more like I terminated my apartment lease I dumped Mm -hmm. my boyfriend I quit my job all in the span of a week (laughs) and I I remember I called my mom about it I talked to her about everything and and she was like okay cool like I was waiting for you to do this like I was just waiting for moms know best yeah well because I build up and I build up and I build up and I finally reach a breaking point and yeah. I'm like nope I'm done with that so it all we're like new all new once. new okay perfect yeah. let's book some trips to Europe let's get the hell out of here literally um but yeah it was it was a good decision and I always kind of knew it was coming it was just a matter of when because I didn't go abroad and I was supposed to do a Europe trip for graduation but I couldn't because of COVID yeah so I was God, COVID. kicking myself. I kept kicking myself. And I'm like, I just got to do this. You got to do it. And you did because you created your Euro girl summer, yes. spring into summer, honestly. Yeah. You were there for like two seasons. Yeah, I know. I was there. I did like a, a two-month trip 
at the beginning of the year. And then it was kind of nice during off season, honestly, even though it was a little bit cold. Um, and then I went back again in the summer for like a month and a half. So, yeah. I am super excited to get into your Euro girl summer, Euro girl like two seasons because I feel like I'm going to hear memories and fun stuff about your travels that literally like I don't even know still because I get, feel like when it comes back, you're like, how was the trip? And it's like, it's great. Like we did this, we did that, but yeah. I still haven't gotten like a full rundown. Um, so I'm excited to like, you know, rapid fire some questions okay. and even like, <laughs> you know, learn more about it. Um, so you kind of mentioned prior that you had like two parts to your European travels yes where did you go for the first part like when was it what months how long so I flew out to Paris in early February and I was staying with my best friend Ella who was finishing up grad school in Paris and she was also living with one of my best girlfriends from college Cammy. so it was awesome just going there and having it as a home base I was in Paris for about a month and it was, I'd say, the most different from the rest of my trip because instead of, like, knocking out all the touristy stuff and the best restaurants in, like, three or four days, I got to, like, sit back and relax and do my own thing in the city, which was nice. And then Geo came out for a week, and we had so much fun because we obviously wanted to do all the stupid stuff. Like, we did the Louvre, and we did all the right. museums and, like, got these dumb T-shirts of Mona Lisa dabbing <laughs> that we wore literally everywhere. But... It, it was just fun. Like, we were just frolicking around the city, and the two of us, we went to Versailles, and mm-hmm. it was so funny. I remember, I think my favorite memory with Gio ever, what, over the whole France trip was when we went to Versailles, and we just did it to go, and everyone was walking through the whole museum so slow, like, reading everything, looking at everything, and we were like, oh, excuse me, get, like, get out of the way, coming through, like, we had no interest in being there. We I'm were like, not a museum goer. I'm, like, the worst. I'm like, yeah. I'll see it, and I walk by. Yeah. Well, we were, I mean, we saw the Mona Lisa, and we were like, <laughs> yeah. can we leave and go get, uh, like, Drink. steak and escargot yeah. as our go-to, like, lunch, so... No, we we definitely had fun. Um, But after staying with Ella and when Gio came out, my mom flew out and we did Portugal, Switzerland, Venice, Florence, and Lake Como. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, I mean, it was beautiful. Um, And it was just nice having a mom-daughter trip because that was supposed to be my graduation present, um, which, again, couldn't do because of COVID. But it was also really nice because off-season, like, there, there was not like many people there so you really mm-hmm. just feel like you had it to yourself which you've been to Amsterdam in off season mm-hmm. and it's so much more chill yeah it is it's really nice yeah. I've been there like when it's really peak tourists and when it's off season the off season just makes you feel like you're more of like a local honestly yeah you know which is like really nice and you get to take in like more of what the amazing city has to offer exactly yeah it's just nice to I mean skip all of the big crowds and stuff even though going in the summer is much better with the weather and stuff at least in the coastal cities yeah um but yeah fun trip with my mom and then I came home for about a month swapped my winter wardrobe suitcase for my summer wardrobe suitcase um and I flew back out to Spain in like middle of May Mm because Ella graduated she submitted her thesis and her grad trip was to Mallorca where she grew up there for like five years so I got to go to the little village where she grew up which was super super cool special um yeah I know and I also met 
um, forgot to say I met Gio's cousin too when she came to Paris. So getting to meet like Gio's cousin from Brazil and Ella's family from Mallorca and friends and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just like you learn so much about a person and you feel so much like deeper connected to them when you get to see where they grew up and their family and friends. So that was really special. Um, But yeah, and then after that, I went, me and Ella went to Barcelona to see Fred again, who I (laughs) absolutely love with my whole heart, seeing him again in November. You're going, correct? I don't have my tickets, but I'm trying to get them. Okay, so after this, we're going to find you a ticket. Operation Emma Fred again. Yeah, seriously. Um, But yeah, we had tickets to that since like February. It was so fun. He's like our favorite artist ever. Um, And then she went back to move out. And I flew to the south of France. My mom and brother came out um, because Jake felt really left out from the first part of the trip. And he's still in college. So he flew out. Um, We, Monte Carlo, um, he adored the casino. So funny. (laughs) Um, God, where else did we go? I need to like pull up my itinerary. Hold on. Yeah, you did a lot. And also you, you maxed out your the days that you could be on the visa yes I it remember that was exactly crazy exactly was 90 days yeah in like the six months I remember you asked me you're like do you like know like what happens if you go over a day I'm like no I actually have no idea I'm sorry well because some people I asked said that it's not a big deal at all and then yeah. some people were like yeah I got stopped at customs and interrogated in a foreign country so I'm like shit I don't want that to happen to me yeah um but anyways okay I have my itinerary so we did south of France, Rome, uh, Positano. We uh, went to Capri, Mykonos, Santorini, Var, and Split. Quite wow. the itinerary. That is quite the itinerary. Yeah. So how long was your mom and your brother with you? They were there, I think it was like three or four weeks. So we I also love place. that I'm looking at your itinerary. Guys, her itinerary. It's embarrassing. It is color-coded by, is this color-coded by like the, by the city? By the city. Oh my gosh. It's a full calendar like you would see if you were flipping through a calendar on a wall. Yeah. This is so nice. Google Calendar, I'm telling you. It's good. Well, because I want to plan because some of like the the beach day clubs and some of the cool um, excursions and restaurants and stuff that we really wanted to go to, they get booked in yeah. advance. So there was, I mean, I remember there's this one restaurant I really wanted to go to in Positano and I they only let you book a reservation like two weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I set an alarm at midnight for whatever time zone I, did I was in. I the same in. thing I went, when I went to Greece. You have to. You have to. Yeah. And like, I mean, it helps that I'm anal retentive about planning everything Oh, same. Ever, but like your calendar is like pleasing to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also left. I didn't want to be too go, go, go every day. So I obviously left like off days and mornings to do whatever. And right. Afternoons to chill. Um, but yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh and God. I'm already planning my next trip, and I'm going to need Amsterdam tips from you. <laughs> like, I've been there twice in less than a year. It's been so many days Perfect. there. I would love to. Perfect. Um, okay. So I'm just going to do, like, rapid fire of some questions to get the highlights. So what what was the best food that you had while you were traveling? Ooh, my favorite meal, carbonara in Rome. Okay. So tasty. <laughs> uh, wait, did you go to that Rome spot with like the famous sandwich that everyone gets? Yes, Alantico Vanilla. Yeah, I think it's, it's called. Like I that. think I went there because um, I also went to the one in, I forget if it was like Venice, Venice or Florence or something, but I think I went a total of like four times. It's 
It's so Yum. good. You have to go. Yeah. I remember when all my friends studied abroad, they always went there. Yeah. Um, best views? Uh, Santorini during the sunset over the caldera is like the most breathtaking thing I've ever seen. Insane. I yeah. love that sunset. Yeah. Uh, best nightlife? Ooh, I think aside from Ibiza and Mykonos, Var in Croatia, which is like a little island off of Split, is so underrated. Okay. It was my favorite place, I think. And what was like one of the most shocking things that happened to you on the trip? I was shocked by the water levels in Venice. Everything's like flooding, which is honestly really sad. Um, and then our tour guide said that in Mykonos, there was 90 ATV deaths last summer. Oh my God. Isn't that insane? I so, was there last summer. Well, we were going to rent an ATV and our tour guide so was were like, we. don't fucking do that. So were we. And some local was like, don't do that. Because we, I went with my siblings. We had no parents yeah. there. We literally were in Mykonos just to like fuck around. And we were like, oh, we're going to go on a boat and get an ATV. And someone was like, just don't. Well, it's because everyone's drinking from I, yeah. sunrise to sunrise like every single second of the day there. Yeah. It's insane. It but, is. Yeah. So that was scary to hear. But yeah, that is actually so scary. Yeah. Um. What were your top three cities? Ooh, I loved, this is a hard one, Var in Croatia, Positano, and. This is tough. I I mean, you only have like 50 options. (laughs) Okay. My final answer after giving this a lot of thought, I would say Var, Positano, and Rome. Very nice. Final three. <laughs> Positano is just like insane. I have the best memories yeah. there with my fam. Okay, what is your fave memory of the trip? Ooh. Probably the boat day from Positano to Capri. Or Capri. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, it's Capri. I'm like, okay. I'm American. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, boat day, it was me and my mom and my brother with unlimited champagne and cliff jumping. Ugh. Best day ever. That's so, those yeah. that's like going to be like a core memory. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There was multiple times throughout the day we were like, this is the best day ever. Yeah. Uh, worst memory? Uh, when I got food poisoning when we were driving from Lisbon to the Algarve on like the bumpiest, windiest roads. And I threw up everywhere in our rental car. <laughs> so bad. So. That is horrible. I had a similar experience, except we were in a rental car and we were driving to Positano to our Airbnb, and I had to go to the bathroom because we just left Naples. So we were on yeah. the like you have rooms for one car, like you can't pull to the side for like two and a half hours, just winding. Just the edge of that, cliff, and I was yeah. like. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Oh, no. And I was like, I was going to pee my pants. I was like sweating. And so I'm not even kidding you. There was a box of Special K cereal or like whatever, like European cereal that we were just like snacking on. I looked at my brother and I was like, finish this box. I need to pee in this bag. Like, right. Like, I was like convinced that I was going to do it. I never did it because I like could not bring myself to do it. And my brother was like, yeah no fucking way you're doing that but I was like eat just shut up and eat the cereal like this oh is serious like I'm sweating but yeah it's hilarious but and nothing came nothing it? came yeah I just ended up holding it I was like distracting myself to do it honestly oh and we're in like a small rental car there's six of us I'm like forcing oh. my brother to like eat the cereal I'm like I can't do this like literally I was like I thought about like the act of doing it and I already had like pre-PTSD so I was like I'm not doing it 
Oh my god, that is hilarious. I'm sure he's more traumatized than you are. Honestly, yeah. He's so young, I wonder if he's even going to remember. He's going to have to listen to this episode to yeah. like remember. Jog his memory. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Um. Okay, what city had the best people? I loved the people in not Paris. Everyone there is so mean. Um, I loved the people in Croatia and Portugal. Just like any cities there. Yeah. But, yeah. If you had to give people traveling tips, like three, what would you give them? I would say think about what you like spending your time doing because every city has so many different things to offer and activities and aspects. So if going to a big museum is on your bucket list – get that out of the way spend all day there whatever you want to do um but if you prefer like a boat day book a boat or if you prefer relaxing and going on a food tour do that too so definitely just lean towards your interests because mm-hmm. um, if you get stuck in an activity that you don't enjoy doing you're going to look back and be like damn I just wasted one of my three days in this city which sucks mm-hmm. um but yeah those are my tips um just think about what you like doing. Try to go with people that you like. Or if you like traveling alone and backpacking and staying in hostels, do that too. Um, but yeah, I was very fortunate and I'm still very grateful that I got to go to all these amazing places with some of my best friends and my mom and my brother. Yeah. So, yeah. That is awesome. I mean, also like you, I mean, you and I are like both type A. So I feel like you're, yes. you know, you're a planner. But I also like the tip that you gave, like when you were looking at your amazing calendar you're like I will like let us have mornings to sleep in I will let us like have time to explore I think that is so important when you're traveling to book in because those are the times where you make those silly little memories where it's like oh you don't have something planned it was like that little cafe that you stumbled upon or that little like joke or like the little walk and like the beautiful sun is like hitting that building that way you know so it's like so important to almost have a balance of it all Exactly, because if you have everything booked to the hour, chances are something's going to go wrong. Someone's going to be running late, and then you'll just give yourself more anxiety because too many things didn't go right. Um, Another random tip I have is I tried in every city, I tried to like walk around by myself and just wander and do my own thing for a little bit. I do that too. I always like, because I am like up with the sun I swear to god yeah. but, so I'll like get a coffee in the morning and if no one else is up I'll just walk around yeah and like when I nice. went to Germany and Amsterdam I would always do that and it was really nice yeah and then I was like okay I'm like had my alone time like yeah. let's go everyone yeah. <laughs> hang well, out with me and especially when you're no offense if my family's listening but if you're trapped in a room with your family for four weeks straight yeah it's like you know, can't hurt to step outside, but I'm really, really glad that I incorporated like free time mm-hmm. for everyone to do whatever they want. Cause if like my brother was doing online school and my mom was trying to work a little bit. And so if, if again, if something went wrong or if someone needed alone time, it was nice to be able to do that. Also, if the weather's bad and we yeah. want to walk 20 minutes in the rain and find a random pizza place like it's nice to have flexibility because like you said some of the best memories are when things go wrong um but yeah definitely just plan things that you want to check off your list but don't do too much because free time and wandering and like spontaneous memories are like by far the best part yeah 
Yeah, and you're also just like a fun, spontaneous girl too. I feel like you'd be thrown in any country and just be like, this is the best country, like we're going to make the most of it. <laughs> I can try. I will say though, when me and Ella went to London, we we had a few ideas of things we wanted to do, but it was like, we, it, we didn't boof it, but it was overall just like meh because every single night we went out, we were like, oh my God, we have such high expectations. Yeah. And everyone that we met was just like, horrible and standoffish we oh, didn't make, we didn't have like a single conversation <laughs> with any and we're like two friendly girls yeah so I don't know people people in Paris and London something about them so I don't know not the best nightlife there yeah. everyone maybe maybe I, that. Got a, maybe I got a bad vibe but could be wrong who knows well everyone I hope that you listen to this podcast and honestly feel inspired to travel because I mean this is really like the time and the age to do it if you can do it. And like Jess is so fortunate. Next travels for her are probably going to be Amsterdam, right? Absolutely. <laughs> is there anything else you want to give to the listeners before we, before we log off? Um, no, I guess my final thoughts are like if there's something that you know you love and would make you happy if you did it, um, do it. Because I think the reason that I made my initial decision is I, get, I kept getting caught in the loop of being like, oh, this is the way it is, this is the way it is, this is the way my job is and my mm-hmm. relationship and my life. I was, quite frankly, sick of the way it was, and I was like, I am going to do a 180 of every aspect of my life, and I don't regret it at all. I love that. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have an amazing Wednesday, and we will talk next week, guys.